Welcome to the intersection of faith and the culture. It's Wall Builders. We're taking on the hot topics of the day from a biblical, historical, and constitutional perspective. And on Thursdays, we let you pick the topic. So you get to send those questions in, and we will tackle it from that biblical, historical, and constitutional perspective. The email to send those questions is radio at wallbuilders.com, radio at wallbuilders.com. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach and a former Texas legislator. Thrilled to be here with David and Tim Barton. David's, of course, America's premier historian and our founder here at Wall Builders. Tim Barton's a national speaker and pastor and president of Wall Builders. And you can learn more about all three of us at our websites, wallbuilders.com, wallbuilderslive.com. So both websites, one, wallbuilderslive.com has all the radio programs, archives, uh, all kinds of great information there. But then at wallbuilders.com, that's where you can really dive in. That's where you can get a lot of the books and DVDs and, and videos and downloads and all of that good stuff, even apparel. So you need to be advertising. Uh, for yourself, for the country, for the Constitution. Get some of those cool hats and shirts and, and kids' books and everything else there at wallbuilders.com. And come alongside us. Be a part of the solution. Lock shields with us and support what we're doing here to get the truth out. You can do that one-time or monthly contribution today at wallbuilders.com. All right, David and Tim, here we go. We're going to dive into those questions from the audience. Marcelo's first up. He said, hello, David, Tim, and Rick. My name is Marcelo. And Marcelo, forgive me if I don't say this right. I don't know if you say it Sayola or Kaola. Uh, I live in St. Charles, Missouri. St. Charles is a suburb just outside of the St. Louis area. My question is, could Joe Biden have been impeached for incompetency from Afghanistan to the open border? Is there any way that he could have been impeached for incompetency? David, Tim, I've heard you guys speak at Grace Church in St. Louis, Missouri. Rick, I've heard you on Flashpoint many times. Thank you for all that you guys do. Marcelo. Okay, guys, great question and um, a, a specific you know, uh, charge here for impeachment. Um, you know, my, my gut reaction was probably uh, for incompetency, I would, I would think 25th Amendment. But then the specific that he mentioned, Afghanistan, the open border, might be a better way to describe that even than just incompetency. Uh, but what do you guys think? Yeah, this, this has turned into a partisan argument over recent years. It shouldn't. It has because people don't understand the actual wording of the Constitution. And the actual wording is clear in the debates of the Constitution. Plus, if you go to early commentaries like Joseph Story's commentaries on the Constitution, 1833, or William Rawls, a familiar exposition of the Constitution, 1825, these are all people that talked about it. And the reason that's significant is these subject covered most often in the Constitution is impeachment, six clauses on it. So the commentaries did a lot on it. So what can you be impeached for? Well, the Constitution says high crimes and misdemeanors. But misdemeanor now, we think that's a lesser than a felony. It's a crime. Misdemeanor in the dictionary was merely bad behavior. If you do things that are considered bad behavior, something that, that offends the public or they're upset over. I, I mean, if you look at the, all the there have been dozens and dozens of impeachment investigations, not that many impeachments, convictions, but investigations. I mean, go back to Andrew Johnson, president of the United States in the Civil War after Abraham Lincoln. He was impeached and it came within one vote of being removed from the presidency because he fired a popular cabinet member that Congress liked a lot. Now, what law did he violate there? You know, it, but again, it's what a majority of the Congress is willing to say. This is unacceptable. The trick is it is now political and that uh, on the Democrat side, they're not going to vote to impeach any of their guys on the Republican side. They're not going to vote to impeach any of their guys. And so you have to have two thirds in the Senate. 
And with a split Senate the way it is, you're not going to get two thirds in the Senate to agree that Biden is incompetent, whatever that incompetence may be defined as with Afghanistan or open border or anything else that he's doing, uh, all the climate change stuff, all, all the stuff he's doing with debt. It doesn't matter. You're going to have to get two thirds in the Senate to remove him. And that is not going to happen in this polarized, this weaponized climate. Uh, but can it be for incompetency? You bet. If you can get a majority of the House to to do a bill of impeachment, if you can get two thirds of the Senate to agree with it, absolutely. Well, and Dad, too, I think that we, we could probably look back and say impeachment was always a political tool yes. because it's it's part of how government works. But it, it it was probably a little different when people had a better constitutional understanding. When we had congressional leaders that understood more the role of the federal government, that the reality of the jurisdiction of the three branches of government, then it wasn't used as much as do we like somebody or do we dislike somebody, right? When uh, Democrats wanted to impeach Trump because they didn't like him. Uh, I mean, certainly we could argue that they had their quote unquote reasons, but but the Russia collusion, that, that was very clear from the very beginning with the intelligence that many members of Congress had, including Democrats had, who were sitting in, in some of those intelligence briefings where stuff was classified. So they knew from the very beginning who some of the major players were, uh, and, and they, they would have known this wasn't Trump. They just were, uh, because of uh, whatever maybe classified information until they had, they probably couldn't say some of it. Nonetheless, there were then Republicans that when Biden became president, Republicans now control the House. There's Republicans saying, hey, we need to do with them what they did to us. And so what we are seeing is not that it's now becoming more political than it was, but it's now being used in a more frivolous way based on how somebody feels then is someone actually competent is is what they're doing constitutional does there need to be accountability for violating jurisdictions etc cetera, etc cetera. and you know dad to your point if you look back at the the nearly impeachment from johnson with, with one vote or whatever you said it was short i mean certainly that would have been political although uh you know they might have argued that it, for, for him to fire someone for what he might have viewed as a political reason or partisan reason, that's not the role of what the president should be, et cetera. They might have had arguments. I just think it's it, 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 we're getting into the territory where George Washington warned in his farewell address that we should not be overwhelmed with the love of party, that, that the love of party would be the bane uh, for the existence of America, that America wouldn't survive if people cared more about their party than about the the, the philosophy or uh, the principles upon which America was governed. And I think this is the bigger danger now is we certainly are seeing people that care way more about their side winning than they do about what is right or moral or ethical or even constitutional. And so many of those things, David, that you were saying earlier in terms of specific examples are essentially policy positions, right? It's like the, even though we think they're really dangerous and horrible policy positions, they are policy positions. That's the th things that, that he ran on. Uh, for, for president. And so it's very difficult to do an impeachment based on a policy decision. You, you, you really one of the things that that, of course, is being talked about now is the bribery, which is which is specifically listed uh, in the Constitution as a reason to to impeach. And so if he's admitting to the whole, you know, he got that uh, the, 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 the Ukraine folks to change, you know, to fire that prosecutor by withholding the billion dollars. And if he really did get, you know, paid through some of Hunter stuff as a result of all that, you know, then you do have a case for impeachment based on on bribery. But man, when we do it just because like you're saying, Tim, we don't like them or it's just really 
you know, uh, things are heated and all of that. Oh, man, that's that creates just complete chaos on an ongoing basis. Kind of like I remember years ago, people were always wanting us to support these recall efforts in elections. And, and all three of us would say, you know, if you keep doing that, then you're just going to have constant elections. And, and, and instead of, you know, recall elections, make sure you get it right in the election. So, yeah, interesting. Well, you know, to add to that, Rick, I think what we're talking about here with Biden is we're really talking about how do we fix the problem now that the cow is out of the barn? Uh, we're not preventing the the bad from happening. The bad has happened. And what do we do to fix it? You can't fix it after the cow's out of the barn. She's out of the barn. Maybe you can get her back later, but that's not what this is. So I would back up and say, okay, what role do the people have in impeaching a president? And the answer is, it's who they choose for the House. It's who they choose for the Senate. And it's who they choose for the president. Did the people exercise a very good role in their choice of House and Senate and president? And we know, by the way, from the polling that came out immediately after Biden was elected, that had the public known about the Hunter Biden laptop, Trump would have won that election. Even Democrat polling showed that. So do we blame that on the media? No. You mean to tell me you can't spend two minutes on some type of social media somewhere and find out if there's stuff out there that you ought to know about either candidate? That's that's a failure of the people to wait only on who's going to spoon feed me their their whatever line it is. So you got to go back to the people and say, okay, let's go further than that. What role did the public schools play in training the citizens we now have to vote the way they did? So I, I look back at a whole lot of what's going on here. I'm going to lay at the doors of public schools for what they've been doing the last 15 years. Really liberal, really progressive, even the rural areas. They think they're conservative. They're not. We talked in a previous program. It's worth mentioning now in Texas. 81% of Texas communities, rural communities, vote Republican. So if you're in a rural community, 81% of the vote's going to be Republican. And yet, when teachers in rural communities give to, give to candidates, 92% of contributions from teachers in rural communities go to Democrat candidates. Don't tell me those teachers are all conservative. Yes, there are conservative teachers there. But don't tell me just because you're a rural district that we got a conservative school district. You don't. And, and so... Part of the thing we're facing with Biden started 15 to 20 years ago with what we're doing in civics and the lack of civics, the lack of government, the lack of training students to think, the indoctrination toward liberalism, progressivism, et cetera, and then having citizens who are not very engaged in doing the research necessary to find out about the candidates they're electing to office. They're, they're voting for a party more than anything else, and that leads to the results we have. So while there are constitutional means, I would back up and say, hey, let's, let's fix the barn so the, the cow can't get out. Instead of worrying about how to get the cow back in once it's out, let's just fix the barn. And that would go back to citizen education, citizen involvement. So let me ask you guys, uh, before we go to our next question from the audience, um, a, almost a strategy or maybe even perception question. So if you know the votes aren't there in the Senate, or you assume they aren't, right, because you've got to get the, to two-thirds to, to convict, and, and obviously even there's going to be a handful of Republicans that probably won't. But you also know that he, let's say you're doing the investigation and you you are very, very confident that he took a bribe. Do you still impeach on the House side because it's just the right thing to do and it's your responsibility and you can't control what happens on the Senate, even though you know they're, they're most likely not going to convict it? And maybe it turns into a, you know, Howard Baker situation where he goes over to Nixon and says, you know, as the leader of the Republicans, we're just done. We're not going to defend you anymore and you're just going to have to resign. Um or maybe it turns into a knockdown drag out and it hurts the Republicans in the election of, of, of 2024. I mean, what what would you guys I know we're not there and, and they got a lot more inside baseball than we do. But we, but we also talk to a lot of the members, too. I mean, what do you all recommend that the House does with this 
you know, what seems to be an obvious pay-to-play uh, bribery situation with the Biden family. I think you have to pursue truth and you have to pursue justice regardless of what the outcome is. Um, you go back to what du- John Quincy Adams said, duty is ours, results are God's. You took an oath to uphold the Constitution, follow the rule of law. You have to pursue that even if people say, hey, you're you, this is political persecution. Now, this is where the media comes in, because if the, if the media were actually reporting things uh, rather than just kind of the alternative conservative media, there would be a lot more outrage at what's going on. But we have yet to see an article in the New York Times, the Washington Post or all these other places about what is apparently a very serious investigation, not based on partisanship or retaliation, but actually based on what is genuine uh, bribery. Now, if it turns out to be the case. You got to you got to pursue truth. You got to pursue upholding your oath. You, you got to do what's right, regardless of the outcome. And I know that's hard for political people to get into. And the consultants are going to tell them, hey, the people have had enough of this. You need to let this go and get away. You won't win the next election. You, you got to do what's right. At some point, you have to draw that line. Well, I, I wonder because sometimes I'm too too easily. I'm, I got a little too much Peter in me. Like I want to chop off the ear way too quickly. And so I wanted to, I was, you notice I didn't give away where I was on it, or at least I tried not to sound too biased in there uh, because I really genuinely wanted to know what, what, what y'all thought about. I was going to say, I tend to want to fight too easily because I watch UFC every weekend, but knowing that Tim actually does jujitsu and does the actual fighting, well, all I do is watch it. I didn't think that would be the best analogy. So I don't know, Tim, what do you think, man? Well, at, at least you could probably accurately critique what I'm doing wrong <laughs> uh, when I'm trying to take down and, and, and get some submissions along the way. Uh, you know, I, I really, I, I think it's it's something that as as we are finding out more and more information, right? One of the things we've talked about, even with when we look back to the elections and, and we had questions about was there election fraud and, and the idea where we said, if there's that much smoke, you just feel like there has to be fire somewhere when when it seems like, there was so much illegal activity and fraudulent ballots and, uh, you know, stopping the voting count up in Michigan at, you know, whatever it was, 2 a.m. And they pick it back up two hours later and all of a sudden they magically found 250,000 ballots for Joe Biden. And, and it just there were so many things. It just it seems like if there's that much there, maybe somebody should investigate it. And what we said back then was what we care about is having transparency and yeah. honesty. Yeah. And I think if we look at the Joe Biden scenario, one of the reasons that there there should be a lot of question marks is there's such a lack of transparency. And what we're finding out more and more is that they they set up all these alternate business accounts, and and he was using alternate fake names. And, and right, maybe if if you were a vice president, maybe that's quite normal for vice presidents to use alter names, alter egos. Like maybe it is. But what we're really looking for is what is transparency, what is true, what is honest. And the more we are seeing, the more it certainly does seem like there's been a lot of wrong activity. Now, this should not be surprising uh, coming from the Biden family. And I just because of the Biden family, because this is what we see when you have people that have been involved at the federal government level for that long, the amount of corruption that you, you know has to be there. How does Nancy Pelosi have a net worth of over $200 million when right she's made roughly below $200,000 a year her whole life. Well, that's a really nice salary. That doesn't get you to $200 million net worth. Or Mitch McConnell, how does he get somewhere between forty to $50 million net worth? It, it, it seems like there's something more going on. And especially now, if we can track, and not we as in us, but as people are identifying and the government is tracking that there was 
millions, tens of millions, $20 million coming from foreign nationals into some of the Biden family accounts. It just seems like there's a lot of stuff that's not good there. And so dad, to your point, I think that you should pursue truth and and you land where, where truth lands. And if somebody's done a lot of illegal things, they should be held accountable for doing illegal things. And that should be the way it is, regardless of who it is. That used to be the old adage that no one is above the law. That's the way it should be. We, we should prosecute the criminals that are doing criminal behavior, regardless of who they are. But what it seems is more and more is if you are, number one, a Democrat, or number two, if you are an elected official who has a lot of power, it seems that you have some kind of uh, unnatural immunity from whatever bad behavior, bad choices, bad decisions, illegal things that you have engaged in. And hopefully that's not where this finishes with Biden, but certainly that's a precedent we've seen for decades uh, that I'm not sure right now that we see a Congress that has the will or the courage to change that. All right, guys, good stuff. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more of your questions. Please send them in to radio at wallbuilders.com. Stay with us. You're listening to Wall Builders. Hey, this is Tim Barton with Wall Builders. And as you've had the opportunity to listen to Wall Builders Live, you've probably heard the wealth of information about our nation, about our spiritual heritage, about the religious liberties, about all the things that makes America exceptional. And you might be thinking, as incredible as this information is, I wish there was a way that I could get one of the Wall Builders guys to come to my area and share with my group, whether it be a church, whether it be a Christian school or public school or some political event or activity. If you're interested in having a Wall Builder speaker come to your area, you can get on our website at www.wallbuilders.com and there's a tab for scheduling. And if you'll click on that tab, you'll notice there's a list of information from speakers' bios to events that are already going on. And there's a section where you can request an event to bring this information about who we are, where we came from, our religious liberties and freedoms. Go to the Wall Builders website and bring a speaker to your area. We're back here on Wall Builders. Thanks for staying with us. It's Foundations of Freedom Thursday. Send those questions into radio at wallbuilders.com. And uh, about to dive into those additional questions, but uh, on the uh, break, hang on, David hang on, said, before you do, more to cover, more I, to cover. I get to interrupt. I, I, He's ready to impeach somebody. I don't know. It might be me. Rick, you are all the time on every one of these programs, and very rarely are you the target of a question. So I've <laughs> got a question for you. This comes Wait, from, I need my phone a friend. I'm going to call Tim Barton. Let's see. I'm ready. <laughs> this is from SC in Arizona. It says, hi, Rick, Tim, and David. I'm so very thankful to our Lord Jesus Christ for all you do for our biblical constitutional republic. Question. It is my understanding that in California, Colorado, Minnesota, New Jersey, New Hampshire, and Arizona, Trump has been removed from the ballot. I'm not sure who I'll vote for, but I'm incensed by what appears to be a clear and intentional election tampering. Am I seeing this correctly? I reside in Arizona. If this is election tampering, what is the right course of action a citizen can take to counter this egregious infringement on citizens' right to choose who they want? Rick, what do you got? <laughs> well, well, first of all, just to correct our, our, our listener, um, none of those states have actually removed him from the ballot. There are suits that are asking, I think Michigan even just a couple of days ago, the judge threw it out and said, no, you can't take him off the ballot. You know, they're trying to use this. Uh, David, you used to always say it this way: you got to stand on one leg, you got to turn your head, you know, stick your tongue out a certain way, and then maybe you might see. 
uh, some weird thing in the Constitution. They're trying to use this weird thing out of the 14th Amendment that specifically was dealing with you know, somebody that had literally been involved in trying to take over the government in an insurrection, but they're trying to say that Trump did that by giving a speech that says, be peaceful, respect our police officers, uh, but we don't need to relitigate all of that. So, no, I don't think so. I don't think they're going to win this in any of these states. Um, now, I say that, and then we have, you know, uh, the president getting indicted in Fulton County for simply questioning the election. So I guess nothing's off the table, but so far they haven't been able to keep him off the ballot. All right. I got one more for you, bro. You don't get out Uh that easy. That was a short answer. You want to elaborate on that? I mean, you had all these years of sitting behind the mic and not getting to say all that much. This is your chance, bro. You know what? I'm literally sweating. I'm like nervous. I feel like this is like when we did those shows like 10 years ago and you would pull out the second grade reading test and try to get me to even pronounce loquacious or some weird word like that uh, and then have to spell it. And did I even say that right? I don't even know. But um, yeah. So now I'm I'm nervous. Go ahead, man. <laughs> okay, this is this is from Leanne uh, from Pennsylvania. She says, "Rick, I'm writing to inquire if there is any organization you're aware of that might be starting citizenship classes in American history for illegal aliens or newly immigrated mm. persons to try and counter any political narrative they may have been indoctrinated with." Now oh, that's you, good. you got Constitution Live, Biblical Citizenship. This is Leanne from Pennsylvania. What do you think for for immigrants? What what can oh, be done? I, I, I got to tell you, I want to applaud Leanne because I did not think um, this strategically or, or even this compassionately uh, until a friend of mine had gone down to the border, gone actually across the border and visited a lot of these camps where they were waiting to come over. And, and you know, this friend just basically, she said, listen, Rick, I'm, a lot of these people are just families looking for freedom or whatever. And once they get in, even though we all agree that shouldn't be happening, they should come in legally, not illegally. But once they're here... We're not going to deport them. And so then they're going to be in our society. Shouldn't we ask churches and other ministries to reach out to them and teach them the principles of liberty, teach them biblical worldview so that they can assimilate and actually live the American dream instead of turning us into a communist or socialist country like they probably came from? So I think Leanne's right on in thinking about this. Um, We actually just finished uh, creating biblical citizenship in modern America uh, workbook in Spanish. And we've got Spanish subtitles that have been on that for a little while. Um, So I've become very, very uh, in favor of doing exactly what she's saying. Um, And I don't know of a lot of other good sources out there. I think ministries like ours and, 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 you know, will begin to do more of that. But for right now, Wall Builders and Patriot Academy does offer biblical citizenship in Spanish, and we're encouraging churches to offer a Spanish version. Hey, I would add to that, Rick, that Wall Builders also has— in Spanish, things like America's godly heritage, things that give some of the early oh, background, yeah. um, government, the keys to good government, things like that that are in Spanish. And that was specifically for Spanish speakers coming in to understand how American government actually works. We are not Venezuela. We are not Mexico. We're yeah. not Sweden or anywhere else. We're different. And so that's another resource that would be out there. And, and Leanne's got a great question. I love it. And, and I would point out, if anybody's looking for some of those uh Spanish resources on the Wall Builders website. You might have a hard time finding some of them. Uh, some of them we have pulled down. However, uh, we do have a lot of the saved versions in PDF, some of those that are printable uh, still. And so if if you're looking for some Spanish resources, definitely you can email us, contact Wall Builders, and we can, can try to connect you with those if you don't see those directly on the website. But back even, Rick, to your point, uh, with biblical citizenship, there there really are some great resources available in Spanish right now. 
And Rick, going back to really some of the early questions we had uh, about Biden's impeachment and even the question I asked you about, they're trying to keep Biden off the ballots in so many of these states. There was a teaching that we heard recently at, at the legislators conference from a federal congressman who did what I consider to be a really seminal teaching. He kind of laid out a guideline in that that I had never thought about before. And he was talking about the difference between populism and constitutionalism. He said, look, I've taken an oath to uphold the Constitution. Even if all the population is going the opposite direction of the Constitution, I have to uphold the Constitution. And he said, I, I'm surrounded by members in my own party in Congress that are into populism. And he said, one of the best ways you can tell is if you're motivated by, well, they did it to us, let's do it to them. If that is the cause of your motivation, hey, they did it to Trump, let's do it to Biden. That's not constitutional. That's not constitutional thinking. That's populism. And that's the kind of stuff you find with democracies. Founding fathers are so open about how democracies are so bad. You see them in the Bible and, and the Gospels with the way the Romans treated Jesus, the, the masses and the crowds that were so flip-flop, they'd hate him, they'd love him. And and this this coming back consistently to what does the Constitution say? Not what did my enemies do? Not what are they trying to do to me? What does the Constitution say? And every one of us as citizens have to come back to that. We have to get back to that measure. And whether it deals with immigration or impeachment or anything else, we've got to be principle-driven people that are not into retaliation for the sake of retaliation. You do what the Constitution says. You follow truth wherever it leads. That is our responsibility. And that's I was really struck with the fact that I cannot be drawn into populism. I, I can't let my feelings get the best of me as I am so tired of them, of them beating up on us. It's time for us to beat up on them. Can't do that in any way, shape, fashion, or form. And I think that's a, a good word from the congressman to every one of our listeners. Judge where we are. Judge our motives. Go back to biblical and constitutional principles. Let that drive what we do, not what they did to us or trying to do to us. Let's, let's do it the right way. Right spirit, right attitude. Yeah, man, really, really good stuff. And it's a good reason for people to share the Wall Builders program because there's a lot of people out there that are very frustrated. Their emotions are high. And one of the things I think we do pretty well here on the program is help redirect that frustration and give people a you know proper outlet for those things and, and, and how to do this effectively. And, and it goes back to what Tim was saying about Washington's speech, uh, you know, his farewell address where he talked about partisanship. And, you know, he says in that thing is like when you get so bad that you can't even sit down with the other side, basically, and, and it's not exactly how he said it, but when you can't have the conversations and have civil discourse, that's when you love party more than you love the principles and more than you love the country, and we don't ever want to be in that in that situation. Great program today, guys. Thanks for all the questions out there, folks. Send them in to radio at wallbuilders.com. Thanks so much for listening to Wallbuilders. We stand undivided forever you